You're listening to the Strategically Podcast. I'm Tyler Collins. And I'm Brandon Collins. We like to say that strategy is all about finding the best way to get from where you are to where you want to be. Head over to our website, Strategically, that's strategic.li, for more tools and content. But right now, you can join us for this casual conversation where we dive deep into the concepts behind thinking strategically in life, business, or whatever you care about. In this episode, we grapple with the concept of luck and randomness and how those interact with strategy. Let's get into it. I think there's a lot to that, that, those words. Getting back to your point, I think, I don't think you can have a strategy if you don't know where you're going. Because again, in our definition of strategy is an objective. It's how you go about getting to where you're going. And if you don't know where you're going or you don't have an objective, you can't come up with a reason. You can't come up with a plan to get there, right? It's yeah. me like saying, hey, I need directions. Well, this is a, this is a classic analogy. Yeah, I know yeah. it's a little cliche. Hey, I need directions. Okay, great. Where are you, where are you trying to get? I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can't give directions mm-hmm. to someone like take a left on this road. Like, or you could say any directions work, in which point, you know, I don't know. That's like, it's like the classic, if you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. Like, yeah. You have to have some idea. And I think what you're what you're driving at is this strategy is not really the ultimate, the strategy or being good at strategy cannot save you from everything. (laughs) Meaning, um, meaning you can be a great strategist, but if you don't know what you want and you're not good at figuring out what you want Mm. and what's going to make you happy, the strategy won't, it doesn't help you with that. Yeah, exactly. It's like having a compass. A strategy is a, is a compass. It can get you where you want to go. It can give you the guiding principle, but it can't tell you where to go. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. uh, or a map even like a map can navigate, help you navigate, but it yeah. can't show you where you should be going. Right. And yeah. And I think, you know, getting back to some illustrations to flesh this out a bit, I, you know, I think about how many companies, you know, thought, well, the future is fill in the blank and spent a lot of time and energy and achieved it only to realize, nope, that actually wasn't the future. Like culture went a different way or tastes for their customers went a different way. Uh, but I think to your point, they still did have a strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I am, <laughs> we're discussing this and I'm realizing like I am injecting a lot of assumptions into strategy. And one of those, another assumption I'm injecting into it is that a strategy is always good. <laughs> is that when I, when I think of strategy, I think of like a good, you know, like, oh, a tactician and like a, a general mm-hmm. who's incredible on the battlefield. So he's got strategy. Well, I think the losing general has a strategy too, right? <laughs> mm. uh, so you can have a strategy that doesn't necessarily help you. Well, no, because now I'm thinking, okay, you're the company and you're saying, I, we want to, we think that our way forward is to develop a product, let's say, because this is something mm-hmm. that happens a lot. They develop it. You know, I think about Apple in the, the early 90s and they created a lot of products and none of them were big hits. They did accomplish what they were trying to do and they probably had a strategy to complete those products. But they're, they're really, if you had to go up another level, it was their strategy is, in essence, to grow as a company by creating, you know, great products for people. They weren't very good at it. The way they went about it wasn't very good. So then their strategy, is their strategy the creating great products to go to help, you know, to grow as a company or is their strategy how they went about creating those products? It's kind of both, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say you can have levels of strategy or strategies. Strategy can be applied 
at various levels in your life. And I think yeah. we demonstrated that with the college thing. Like my college strategy had certain limitations because my life strategy dictated those limitations, uh, limitations. Like, uh, my strategy for my life envelops my family. Thus my strategy for college has that as a limitation. So I do think there's levels of strategy. You could take a strategy for a whole organization, or you could have a strategy for just your department, but that departmental strategy has to incorporate the organizational strategy, or you can have a strategy for your particular area in your life, but that has to incorporate your broader life strategies. Um, The thing I was going to say, and I think you're hitting on a really helpful point is strategy. I wrote this strategy is basically just consistency in your choices. Yeah. It's having a consistent direction, a consistent reason, a consistent, um, you know, pattern behind your choices. However, you could be consistently making mm-hmm. bad that that direction could be the wrong direction. And then yeah. you'd be consistently choosing the poor thing. However, I would say, I would argue it's always better to have consistency than not have consistency. And I think that's the value of strategy and why it's always better to have one versus not. I shouldn't say always, but no, I would say always because again, knowing that our definition of strategy allows for someone to build in a certain amount yeah. of uh, uh, variability yeah. and even even gut check like oh I'm not going to think it too too much through like that is part of your strategy knowing that that's built in it's always better to have consistency yeah. and here's my analogy as to why so in my my nav um I drive about 40 45 minutes to work uh pretty much whenever I go to the office and the 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 route I take is like a it's like a square and I live at one trying to get my hands on the screen I live at one corner of the square <laughs> and my work is at the other corner of my of the square so I could st- I could go over and then down yeah or I could go down and then diagonally, over yeah either one of those works even though they're actually kind of different or yeah or I could go diagonal yeah but if I I have to make a choice consistently so if I set off going over and then I just change my mind and decide no I really should have gone down I have to go backwards then start the downward path mm-hmm. oh no I rather wish I should I should have gone oh diagonal i go back and start over i will end up not making any progress whereas in reality there were three strategies that would have gotten me to the destination if i had just stuck with one and i think that people in general when they don't live strategically it's really about intentionality i think you said this earlier yeah and when you don't have intentionality what you end up getting is a random life you end up getting whatever happens happens whatever biggest whatever big situation is happening is what determines where you end up rather than choices you've made strategically about what kind of life you want and what kind of destination you're after, what goals you're after. Um, and so that's why to me, this is such a helpful, um, yeah. And I would even take it a step further because I I think what you just said, and I wrote that down when you don't have intentionality, you end up with a random life and and the same is true in business, like just fill in the mm -hmm. blank. So I would take it a step farther and say, not the the reason that's a problem is because well let me let me go step back for a second so let's just because I'm trying to like mix all these different metaphors and and like domains and it's getting confusing even in my own brain so if I'm gonna take a step back let's just talk about people why do the majority of people maybe a majority is too strong but we know like sort of humanity is a bell curve right and you have most people who are in the middle. You have a lot, you know, a small amount of people who absolutely accomplish nothing with their life. And then you have a right. small amount of people who accomplish amazing things that everybody thinks, how could they possibly accomplish that? Why are the majority of people in the middle of that bell curve? It's because they end up with a random life. Mm-hmm. They're not intentional with the choices they make. Um, and I think, you know, I don't want to get too into it and make like all these assumptions, but I think that the reason 
the top 10% or 5%, you know, if this bell curve are successful is because they've been intentional and their intentionality yes. led to their success. You know, why are the bottom 5%? Well, I think there's more reasons there. Like it could be luck, you know, luck, I think plays a part in all of this as absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's more to it, but I would say that the main factor is choosing to be intentional in your life. Uh, because another thing that, that, um, you know, and this is, it gets a little self-helpy help e that space. So I don't want to go that direction, mm-hmm. but I think that it is true that as humans, one thing we're good at is achieving a goal when we've really defined it, when we've written it down. Mm-hmm. And this is why every self-help book starts with, you need to write your goals down to the point that yeah. everybody is like so tired of hearing that. But that yeah. the reason why is because as humans, when we have a goal written down, when it is in front of us, you know, when we keep it in front of us when we are um, able to envision it in our lives we have a way of finding our way to it you know whether it's a good goal or a bad goal we have a way of getting to that um i don't yeah i would love to dig in on that idea at some point like why why is that the case why are we good at that uh because i think that's been proven in with a lot of studies Uh, yeah it's because our brains our brains are naturally this isn't going to be a deep dive but yeah for sure there's a you know it's the class this is my favorite analogy when have you ever been car shopping and you decide I want, uh, you know, I'm looking for a blue, you know, Honda Civic. Yeah. And then suddenly you start seeing Honda Civics everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And it's not that there are more Honda Civics, but you've tuned your brain to notice the pattern because our brains are pattern seekers. Yeah. That's just like how our biology works. And so um, you, but you can, it's a weapon that most of us don't take advantage Mm. of, but as soon as you do, you start seeing how powerful that is. Yeah. Um, and so I think you almost could say that as humans, that is our superpower. It's the thing that Mm. allows us to accomplish. It helps us stay focused. It allows us to accomplish incredible things is our ability to, yeah. Like you were saying, stay, stay focused on a pattern almost. That's like not a great way of saying it, but it is, Mm -hmm. it is intentionality. It's kind of built into the way our brains are wired. Maybe is what you're getting at. Right. Yeah. Is is to say, yeah, intentionality is built into our brains. That's actually a really fascinating. I have to think more about that to because I don't know if patterns are quite the same thing, but maybe they are. Maybe they're um maybe seeing intention or seeing a pattern is the heart of intentionality, right? Because Yeah. I mean, you were just you know, saying above consistency and choices, mm. which to me so that would be a connects pattern. to yeah, exactly. Connects to the idea of once I've decided my strategy, my universal principles for how I want to choose being able to see that pattern throughout my whole life. And even Mm. in actions that don't seem to be related at all, Mm. that, that makes it more powerful. You know, that's the intentionality. The fact that I can do that, um, Mm -hmm. that makes it power. You know what I'm saying? That's like a force multiplier, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And then the interesting part is that humans are the only ones who can Mm -hmm. choose, who can choose that pattern like animals can, you know, they have their basic yeah. instincts of some of them have some social instincts, but mostly it's food and reproduction yeah. and, you know, safety and whatever. And like, but they can't choose most, not that they can't, but humans to a, to a much greater extent than any other animal, we have the, the ability to choose to override sort of the core, you know, patterns in that our, our brains have. We're kind of a little bit off track here. Uh, but I think the point is just to say, no, I think we're we right have. on track because I think that the point we're trying to make, at least right now and in this book as well, is that you should choose intentionality. What, whatever mm. that means, whatever, whatever kinds of choices that leads to, consistency of choices is always going to be better uh, than random yes. chance, Accidental, which is what you get when you're not intentional. Yes. 
you get accidental, you get randomness. Here's a perfect yeah. example. Um, I've been thinking about if you think of um, your goal, your destination is an actual physical destination and you're sailing your ship uh, to get to that destination. It would be like saying, I'm going to set my course and actually use my steering wheel versus I'm going to let the wind blow me wherever it blows me. If I run into a storm and it blows me off course, so be it. If there's a current that moves me this way, so be it. Whereas to not be intentional just says, I'm not even going to, it's like not even using your steering wheel (laughs) uh, or not having a destination. And I guess like if you don't want a destination, I don't, I don't know, man. That's like, I think, I think people do in general want destinations. I think they, they want things. I don't think they take time to examine what they are. Um, yeah. And so really that, that sailing boat, like the sailing ship, it's going to end up where it ends up because of luck, because of whatever storms it runs yeah. into and whatever. And that's why you get, I was literally just watching a video, um, from PewDiePie actually. And he was, <laughs> he was doing a react video to, uh, have you ever seen those where they say, they get a bunch of people who are in a category and then they ask them questions and the people have to like walk left or right. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. So they did one with millionaires. Um, and then PewDiePie, who's also obviously a millionaire, reacts to it. And it was very fascinating because half of what he said was basically like, it's all luck. You know, mm. uh, I have no idea why my channel got so big or why I made millions, you know. And I look at that and go like, you're so wrong. Like, A, you aren't even looking at your own life accurately. Not that there isn't luck involved. Of course there is. But he's probably being intentional without even realizing how intentional he's being. But my point is all in all that is to say you can get people on both sides of the spectrum. Those who, uh, you know, maybe are in the bottom and those who are on the top who haven't been intentional, but still feel like or maybe they have been, but they feel like it's all luck. Like I yes. have no options. Like I had yes. to be here, you know, or, or is luck. That's how I, that's the only way I got here. Like I just happened to buy stocks and you know, yes, Apple yes. and it just happened to get huge when G- Steve jobs came back or right, no, right. I just happened to, you know, choose that this career path at the wrong time when that, you know, and now I'm, you know, living on the street cause I lost my job and anyway, yeah. So what you're talking about, and this is also, we have a whole section on this, but I think it's good as a help. This is all helpful because it defines what strategy is. You're talking about something called locus of control, which I know we've, we've had conversations about. And basically you can have an internal Mm -hmm. locus of control and you can have an external locus of control. And it's not a binary switch. Like you don't have all internal or all external, but you emphasize usually one over the other. And you can, you can sort of think of it as a sliding scale. Um, But an internal locus of control focuses to say, I have control of the things that happen to me. So if you get it, like this is a good analogy. If you get a bad grade on a test, that internal locus of control would say, I could have studied harder. Yeah. Um, I could have paid attention more in class. I could have, you know, created a, a, um, a better study guide yep. or I could have asked for, you know, my teacher to help you know, tutor me, whatever. Um, an external. So th- th- the point is to say, I'm taking responsibility. I think there's things I could have done to influence this outcome. Mm-hmm. External locus control says it happens to me. There's nothing I could do. The teacher doesn't like me. The test is unfair. You know, the study guide they gave us was terrible. Um, and notice that all of that might be true. Yes. The locus of control doesn't determine Absolutely. what is true. But I think what studies have shown, and actually this is really interesting. I want to get into this here in a second. Yeah. But studies show that the internal locus of control dem- it really leads you to um, to make more intentional choices because yes. you think that they matter, right? Yes. Um, but here's an interesting point, and, I, and this probably isn't something we want to get into right now. It's more of a locus of control thing, but they have also shown that the internal locus of control, when you think you're responsible, um, you blame yourself more. You mm. are harsher on yourself more. 
you um, you are scarred. Scarred is too strong, but you you are hurt more by things that happen because you think it's more about you. Yeah. And you so really, there's a healthy middle ground where you realize yes. there is luck and yes. there is you some know things are out stop. of my control and exactly. I, I couldn't control it. Some things do happen to you, mm-hmm. and that is a healthy thing to remember. Remember, but you can also take that to an unhealthy level. And yeah. the vice, the opposite, is also true. That okay. So this is the thing I wanted to hit on too. I was literally coming down here is, um, what knowing which is which, knowing what things do you have influence on and what things you don't. So like for example, um, if I said, hey, let me tell you, let me tell you my strategy for always drawing the jack of diamonds out of a deck of randomly shuffled cards. <laughs> Yeah. Right. That's like ridiculous because that's such a random thing. But if I said, Hey, let me tell you my strategy for a chess, you'd be like, Oh yeah, of course. Like chess has a strategy. So because, but, but most things are not that clear. Most things aren't a hundred percent luck or a hundred percent strategy, you know? Yeah. So it's really interesting. Like, and I don't know if we, well, and another interesting factor too, in this locus of control, I'm just going to throw this out and then we can move on. Mm -hmm. But is that sometimes believing that you have power over the outcome gives you power of the outcome that you wouldn't have. That's right. And and this, this is the example I like to use. Like if you come in to a pitch, let's say, but you come in confident and you're like, yes, like I'm I'm going to do this because I'm prepared and I've and I've done all my work and this is an incredible idea. That can be infectious to the point that the person might, you know, go with you, go with your pitch just because of how confident you are. <laughs> yeah. So there's even some to that like Maybe that person was predisposed against you. Maybe they, you know, retired that day. There's all these external factors that could have like played in on, mm. onto you being fail, a failure in that moment. But because your inter, your locus of control was so strong and you were so self-convinced and so self-assured and so confident, you actually influence the factors. And I think the reason that is, is because most external factors are people factors. I say mm. most, some are not, obviously there's acts of nature, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah. honestly, most external factors are people factors and you can control more people factors. than I think we realize we can maybe control yes. is not the right word. We can affect. Influence. Uh, yeah. Influence. We can influence those people factors more than we realize um, because so much. And this goes to another point, but I'll, I'll just throw it out real quick. So much of communication is nonverbal. And so. Mm a lot of that influence can happen without us even realizing it's happening just by what we're communicating with our face, uh, you know, the, the tone of our voice, our posture. And if we have a, you know, confident posture, like this guy really knows what he's doing, or maybe you do really know what you're doing, but you come across as being timid and shy and, mm. and, and not really know what you're doing. Well, then that person might say, Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not giving this guy my money or like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to give this yeah. guy the job. Uh, yeah. So you get a lot of that too. I, I wanted to just touch on that just because we're talking about intentionality and yeah, you, I, I wrote self-fulfilling prophecy. I think yeah, is what that's you're a great point. About. That's another great point. Like, yeah. And, and, and to be just to say it one more time, what we're not saying is if you visualize something and go after yes. it, you will always get yes. it. That is not at all what we're saying, but what you can do is influence just like the boat analogy, I think is so perfect. Like, say you've got your boat pointed straight at your destination, there's gonna, there could still be a storm, most likely. And in fact, the most, like if it's a long enough journey, there definitely will be yeah. wind and storms that will move you off course. And maybe they sink your boat and it wasn't your fault. You did everything right. That is gonna happen. However, pointing your boat at the right area is always gonna increase the odds that you get where you're, where you're trying to go. It's really about increasing odds, increasing mm. the chances that you're gonna achieve your goal. And so it's an influencing thing. Um, 
but uh, uh, but I think you're you're spot on in to say to believe that you cannot influence it. Like, hey, no matter where I sail my boat, I know there's just going to be a storm that that yeah. sinks my boat. Like, well, yeah, well, then, of course, you're going to never get there because you decided that that was true. Absolutely. And that's going to become a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. And the and, reason we're and, going on about this, because it does feel like we're getting on a, a rabbit trail, but I don't think it is because we're, we're hitting on this point again and again, which is integral to strategy is intentionality and integral to intentionality is believing that you have some control that you can influence the outcome that you do get to set the destination you the destination doesn't happen to you you decide where you want to go and i think that's almost a prerequisite that's uh, right to true strategy right is believing that if you don't believe that you would never strategize you would never think that you have a destination yeah and again i i think Influence is the right word. You can't, yes. you usually can't determine your destination or There's determine whether or not factors. you get there. Absolutely. Exactly. But you can influence, influence whether you get there or how quickly you get there. And That's I'd exactly even go right. a step farther and this, you know, could be controversial, but I would say like we live in a country in the United States and many other countries as well, but we end in a time when more than ever between opportunity, between the systems that, you know, of democracy and freedom of choice where more than ever you can influence your destination. That hasn't been true for most of human history. You know, if you grew up in a feudal system, mm-hmm. there was very little that you could do to influence the destination of your life. It was fairly mm-hmm. set. Now, of course, there's, you know, people who were able to do it, but we live in a time where that's more, there's more opportunity, there's more choice, there's more ability to, even after you fail, get back up and start over mm-hmm. again. You know, how many. Yeah. You know, I've I've watched interviews with millionaires and how many of them have said, yeah, I failed five times with companies before I hit this one that that made me a millionaire. How like it's incredible that they can fail five times and they still mm-hmm. get another chance. So yeah. I, I think that gets discounted again. Um, you know, and there's Especially- a lot of talk about about weak points of our nation and um, even weak points of time. And yeah, there's still problems that you know, as a people we're working through, but like, let's look on the positives here. Like we live in an incredible yeah. time of opportunity and especially, choice. Especially, especially when you look across human history, yes. history, like, have you ever, I, I forget the, the video I was watching, but basically it was a couple years ago and everyone was like, Oh, the world's, you know, all falling <laughs> apart. And it yeah. was like, actually it's the literal best time to be alive in human history. Absolutely. Like the health, the, the, the amount uh, of knowledge. The, yeah. The choices you can make to travel. Yeah. You can, to, you can decide and go travel, somewhere like, yeah. and I know there's money, but like, I'm just talking across human history. So yeah. anyway, that's, that's huge. Well, and um, you know, to take that even a step further, and I, I don't know why I'm hitting this point. I guess I just, to appreciate what we have, and this is even helpful for me because it is easy to get negative in your own thinking and to give up some of your intentionality and give up some of your locus of control. But to put it in perspective, there was a time when human history went in cycles of destruction where mm-hmm. uh, civilization would get built and then a catastrophe would come and completely destroy it. And everybody starts basically from zero. And you just hope that some of the stuff that, you know, some of the positives and technology gets remembered for the next cycle. That was an ongoing cycle. Like if you've heard of the destruction of the library of Alexandria, that's one of those examples where they had all of this knowledge and it all gets destroyed. Or I think of the, um, uh, shoot the Middle Eastern empire. I'm th- can't Arabia, the Arabian empire where they had this cycle again of a huge civilization and they had all this knowledge and experience like so many different things. And then that, that nation is destroyed and most of that knowledge gets lost. Same in China. You see these cycles. So for the first time, 
in human history, we're honest. We haven't experienced one of those cycles. And, and what's interesting too, is that we could have like, you think about the nuclear wars that could have happened that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we're living in one of those periods where we haven't experienced, you know, a, a zero out event, so to speak. (laughs) And maybe that's why in popular culture, there's so much focus on, you know, zombie apocalypse or this apocalypse or that apocalypse. We haven't really had one in a while. Yeah. And uh, the other thought, yeah, we're we're probably on a a rabbit trail, but but maybe I find history fascinating. So I like to bring in some of those things. So we're, we're recording this in the middle. Well, maybe not the middle, but I hope it's not the middle. Some during the (laughs) the end of yeah. COVID-19 stuff and pandemic. The thing I keep coming back to is world war two. I've been watching a documentary series about it and just how terrible I think Mm. I just watched it. I just watched an episode on um, the Russian uh, basically like they walked through the whole war from Russia's perspective mm. in this one episode and like yeah. various cities that were besieged. Destroyed, yeah. I want to say it was something like 20 million people mm. died that were just, just from the civilians. Russian side. 20 yeah. million. Yeah. No, not just civilians. You I'm mean t- it's civilians, civilians and, and soldiers and yeah. Yes. People starving to mm. death. And, and like, I'm not saying that what we're experiencing now isn't bad, but you just have to have a zoomed out perspective and the zoomed out perspective can be really helpful, especially in this area of locus of control. Okay. We are way off the rails. No, on we're strategy. Not. I, all of this connects because what we're trying to say is one thing that can help you have a stronger locus of control is a mm. historical perspective that can make you appreciate the time we live in of opportunity of influence that you can have over the outcome of your life of education that you have access to of you know, so many nations around the world that give freedom, you know, that even beyond giving you freedom that have programs and systems in place so that you can't fall completely on your face or help you get back on your feet when you do. Uh, so all of that to say, which leads to a stronger locus of control where you believe you can out, you can influence the outcome of your life, which leads to intentionality, which leads to effective strategies. So that's a yes. huge chain, but each link in that chain is incredibly important. So those probably all felt like rabbit holes, but I rabbit trails, but I don't think they were, they're all connected. Rabbit yeah. Holes. yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, so we're, we're, let me zoom out. Speaking of zooming out. Yeah. So we're defining strategy. I think uh, strategy is consistency in choices. It's guiding guiding principles is your strategy. Um, and then where do you get those guiding principles? They come from a lot of different things. They come from the, the reasons behind the, the things you value, the reasons behind why you chose those guiding principles. And we'll examine all that later. And then what comes out of those guiding principles, your plan comes out of it. And then your choices eventually come out of it, uh, whether or not you, you know, have a plan or not. So I think, again, Everyone should have guiding principles, even if those guiding principles are, I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants. That's a guiding principle. <laughs> yeah. Maybe guiding principle is the right, um, the right analogy or the right, uh, phrase to explain strategy with. It's definitely than- helpful. I'm feeling like there's more to it that we haven't completely uncovered, but it's closer than what, when, when we started this stream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's closer than when we started. So I'm, I'm really like it in. I think you're, you're hitting on a lot of lot, bringing a lot of the stuff we've talked about. You're bringing it back in and it all is lining up for me in my head. Can you, can you try to draw out or maybe not, maybe it's just your intuition, what you feel like is missing or can you put your finger on exactly what you feel like is lacking or, um, I, I feel like what it lacks and maybe this isn't a part of strategy, but more of a pre prerequisite is knowing 
your destination knowing and knowing what, why that is the right destination, because that it has to happen before you can build those guiding principles. Um, because a lot of those principles are going to be limited by resources. You know, we talked about this already, but just as a review, you know, moral lines, health lines, rules of the game, depending on what domain you're in. But I'm feeling like, is there a part of strategy that is knowing the destination or is that not included? Maybe that's just a thing that you need to know, like, hey, yeah, guiding principles strategy can get you anywhere. So make sure you pick the right thing. So maybe that's what it is. You know, maybe that's I'm, how I feel yeah, about it. Yeah. Yep. That, that's how I feel is that you yeah. can pick the wrong destination and have a very good strategy to get that there. will take you yeah. to the wrong destination. Um, but you know, I, I think, okay. So, but let me push back on that. So let's take okay. the company example. If I was well, that's all for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear the rest of this conversation, make sure to subscribe. So you get new episodes as they're released. You can also view this content along with visuals on our YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you on the next one.